Welcome to episode 28 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. On Third Earth. Nice Thundercast reference. <laughs> I went back to that one. As opposed to? Uh, I had a different one, but I, I had uh, Drakenhoff written down here, which was be an old world Blood Bowl reference. Yeah. So, I don't okay. know. I still like Third Earth better. Right. Not going to complain about Thundercats. Okay, well, I'm Steve, and or a.k.a. Kilowoggy. And with me is Scott Prime. Howdy. And if you don't know who we are, then why the hell are you listening to us? Could be their first episode. We have to go through that first couple of pages that we're the best at what we do, and what we do is not pretty. <laughs> and we have to like get in a situation where we need to unsheath our adamantium claws and um, have a healing factor kick in so everybody knows the first time what we're about. I think you've gone off the rails officially. <laughs> Steve, you never know. This could be somebody's first time. And you want to make a great impression for the first time you meet somebody. Because you never know what they're going to remember about you. That's true. They're going to remember we're a horrible podcast. (laughs) No. That has nothing to do with Thundercats. (laughs) Or Wolverine. Right. Well, those are all kind of animal related. Speaking of, like, people remembering something you did. I know this. everybody has a story probably similar to this. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a billion of them out there, but it's really, to me, it's weird when you hear about a story of something you did 20 plus years ago, or at at this point for me, probably in the ballpark of 14 or, you know, okay, 14, not, not 14, 24 years or okay. whatever. Okay. So old, older than 20 years old. Uh, my father was at a funeral last week and, um, th- for a gentleman that was at our old church and stuff. And um, the the grandson is now a minister, and uh, he was doing the service. Yeah. Okay. And the grandson came up to my father, and I went to school with him. He was more my sister's age, so there was really like five years difference between us. But Which he ca- uh Younger. He was okay. five years younger than me. But... Uh, he was hanging around with some other people in between our ages when we played basketball and stuff together. Okay. So this person, Ben Ramsey, was telling my dad. Is a blood name for a, a, a tomb mummy? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. He had a brother named Josh Ramsey. So. Okay. Anyways, this guy was telling my father this story about how he wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for me. And Why? this is how my dad told me the story. He's like. Hey, I saw, uh, you know, Ben Ramsey and stuff, and he said, like, you know, your son saved my life. I wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for him. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I didn't pull him from a fire, or, you know, I didn't save him from (laughs) rushing waters. He rolled a 16 when I needed a really good save on Dungeons & Dragons. (laughs) Exactly. You know, like, I've had very little interaction with him. Nice guy and stuff, but, you know. And I I haven't spoken to this guy in at least 20 years, Okay, if not longer. Um, but he still remembers to this day that I saved his life because we were playing basketball, I guess. How the story goes is we were playing basketball, and he let his temper get a hold of himself, and he threw the ball in the back of the head of one of like one of the guys I hung out with. Well, I guess that guy was going to kill him, turn around <laughs> and kill him, and I guess I, I stepped right in between him and told him to sit down or you'll have to go through me. Yeah. Sticking up for the little guy. <laughs> You know, and like be the bigger, better person, walk sure. away, you know, type deal. And I guess the guy didn't want to back down, and I stood my ground, and then he realized he'd have to go through me, 
then they you know step back. I don't remember this story, Steve. <laughs> I'm sure it happened. Yeah. But I think it's amazing how like one thing you could have done, somebody always is thankful. I mean, my dad said he was saying it as sincere as possible, like he saved my life. It's I'm pretty so sure weird. that would not have led to a homicide. No, it wouldn't have. But I'm <laughs> saying as a fourteen, fifteen year old kid, I guess he was scared to death. Yeah. And I just think it's amazing. You know, it just reminded me how like you never know how Somebody at a Blood Bowl tournament or something. Yeah, an act of kindness can be memorable for somebody now. I mean, the guy's a preacher now. So I'm sure that this story has been maybe retold in some type (laughs) of, like, lesson, you know. So it's pretty amazing, I just think. So anyway, see? So somebody could be listening to this, and their lives could be touched. And 20 years later, they'll go like, hey, um, I was playing Blood Bowl. I rolled better. Couldn't the converse be true, like? They listened to this, got so annoyed, they ran off the road and like killed three kids with a car. Yeah, probably. For every one of these good <laughs> stories, there's probably about six. About and don't bad half ones. those people involved in those things die or go to jail so we don't see them again? Yeah, probably so. It's like, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be I was here. trying to take the positive outlook since everything in life seems to be going the opposite way. I'm an me. agent of the median. I've always got to bring it back to the middle. You are. You have been. <laughs> so what's new with you, buddy? Nothing. No, that's not true. You've had quite an accomplishment within the last week, and I've seen it. Dead silence. He he doesn't even remember. You saved the Roman Empire. I did save the Roman Empire. Come on now. That's true. I finished Rise, Son of Rome, on Xbox One. Me and Steve have this great video game relationship where, like the good wife, I watch him play video games instead of actually play them myself. And give me blowjobs during. Maybe. <laughs> Remember those good deed talks I talked about earlier? Oh yeah, they'll come back. You'll you'll tell stories about nice. them. No, he he completed rise. That's the extent of the excitement in my life. <laughs> well, you could uh, lose your job, get a divorce. Yeah, I haven't divorced, lost my job. Um, I don't have kidney those, disease. Yeah, I mean, there's other know. bad things out there. that yeah. some of us go through. I can but. just ride this non-wave. <laughs> I'm like on a surfboard in the desert, just going. Yeah, it's okay. Somebody today texted me and said their life's been nothing but boring and plain. And I said, oh, it's better than being exciting and chaotic. Mm-hmm. And they said, thank you <laughs> for setting well, me straight. Well, it's like the Chinese proverb or the curse, I guess. May you live an interesting life. It's not really a good thing. To live an interesting life? Yeah. It could be, I get Well... But Blood Bowl wise, we're kind of in a rut. We're waiting on a couple of games to finish. Well, in our regular, in our in our league, yeah, um, we're almost to week six, which we only have eight in season weeks. Mm-hmm. So we're pretty much three fourths through the season. Yeah, we have one game left for week five, and then we can continue on to week six. Um, Looking pretty good that both of our teams, or both teams of each one of us, should be making the playoffs. My undead team is going to be really tight. There, we in one division we have a clear cut, you know, first place person, which mm-hmm. I think is your team, the Ravagers, yeah. And uh, we have about four or five other teams that are all neck and neck right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to have somebody break out probably week six, and I hope the Gregor Shockers will make it. But I have a feeling I'm going to win five games and still not make the playoffs. Yeah, truth be told, I don't know if my Swamp Dogs are going to make it they got a tough schedule coming up. Your team also has a tough schedule. and um, I've got no good skills on my skinks. 
my rampage in that other division, mm-hmm. uh, the inevitable city rampage, the chaos team are, is doing extremely knock on wood well so far. <laughs> um, so I, I really think if I looked at the math right, if I win one more game, I guarantee a playoff spot. And there's three games. You know, I got three games left. That's so. good. But we did expand the playoffs. So we did expand the playoffs to uh, three, two wild cards. You win the division and two wild cards, and before it was one division and one wild card. So yeah, so we did that because we now have sixteen teams. So it should shall be interesting. Cool. Um, you been playing your fumble league any? I have. I've been playing in the um, whatever the NFL BL. I think it's NFBL league uh, on fumble. That's where. There's all the NFL teams. There's a you know a mimic to them or a gimmick. Every every team's in there. Um, I won my first game against the Lorthen Bay uh, Bolt Throwers, I believe is what their name was. Okay. And um, I uh, I think I talked about maybe even last podcast where I, I killed the main star mm-hmm. on that team. Um, so I won that game. In the second game, I played the, um, I guess it was the league runner-up, the Cleveland Drowns. It was a necromantic team. Yeah. And um, I played that team, and I guess the coach is really good. Every one of these coaches that I play are going to be better than me, but since they play fumble regularly. I thought but, John was in your league. Huh? <laughs> John Brees? <laughs> oh, man, man he burn. <laughs> He's had so bad luck. He's played three games, and I think lost a star player each game Ooh. or something. He's he's had horrible luck. He loves the fumble random <laughs> generator. Yeah. Um, my second game, I played the Cleveland Drowns, uh, and um, I did some kind of crazy stuff because, you know, fumble will let you get away with that. And so I play a little bit more reckless on fumble than I probably would if I really rolled dice. But yeah. um, it paid off. I, I look like a genius, <laughs> and I pulled off a one-one tie. So, which doesn't sound good, but the team I was playing I thought was better than mine. Sometimes a tie is a win. And um, I went up one nothing, and then he basically onside kicked it because uh, my guy picked up the ball, dropped it, and I thought I'm not going to re-roll it. It's the first play of this you know half. Yeah. And I have some guys all around it. Well, it bounced to one of my guys who dropped it. It bounced to another guy who dropped it. And so then the ball went up like three squares towards him. <laughs> so he got the ball and got in control of it and stuff. But mm. it was a good, fun game. So, That's so good. far, everybody's been really nice. I think, once again, I don't think I'm going to win too many games in the league. But, you know, everybody's been really nice and no jerks yet. So That's good. And if we have some jerks, I'm probably not even going to talk about it on here. Or I could and like really set them straight, and they have a story twenty years from now. I was on a podcast. How about we interview? Hey, yeah, Just hey, Skype jerk. them in. No, <laughs> I don't know if I could handle that. <laughs> I'm full of a lot of rage and anger. I'm like a ginger Sith Lord right now. Hmm. But we'll keep that. Try to think. Most Sith Lords don't have hair, or it's white. <laughs> what? How many Sith Lords do we know about? Oh, Palpatine. Okay, it was white. Grievous didn't have hair. Okay. I guess he's... I don't know where the Sith Lord... I don't know where the level's cut off. But Darth Maul, he didn't have hair. I bet somebody who knows Star Wars really well is... Well, yeah, if you go to the extended universe and stuff. Who's the uh, other guy? Count Dooku? Yeah, Dooku. God. Dooku. He's almost Dookie. Yeah, he so got made sad. fun of all the time at school. I guarantee he yeah. did. 
That's why he turned hey, evil. Hey, Count Dookie. Did you just poop your <laughs> pants? Uh, okay. So well, any other pop culture references we want to make, or you want to just get into what this episode is? Uh, let's see. What could we throw in there from our childhood? You remember Silverhawks? Yeah. Never Did you like it? No. No. wasn't... Just oh, did. I showed you. There's, there's a website that makes really awesome lightsabers. And now they make the Sword of Omens. They call it the Omen Sword. But for Thundercats, it's the sword that Lion-O has. It'll light up, and it's got the lion and the eye on each side. And it's all polished aluminum, I think, so good metal. You hit the button, and it turns on and lights it up. Still makes a lightsaber sound, which is annoying. They're not $200. It's $200 just for the hilt. And then you have to buy the audio electronics. Then you got to buy the battery pack. Then you got to buy the blade. And then you got to buy everything else. Just looking at it, it's like 380 bucks. Okay. No. Well, I mean, you want to be a cool nerd? I would like a Sword of Omens. Why? But what are you going to do? Walk around the house and, oh, give me sight beyond maybe. sight. Yes. Please, come on. Either that or a glaive from Kroll. And Dude, I, that I thing's found. Stu- that thing's dumb. You go to hell. I've never but, seen that movie, though. It might be cool. Oh, yeah. It's total 80s fantasy awesome. Um, but I found a place, a guy does boomerangs. And he painted one like it, so you could actually throw it and it comes back to you. Sure it does. He did it. He's also a master boomerang maker and a thrower, so I'm, you know, I couldn't do it. I would just throw it into a tree. You wouldn't practice? Well, how... how okay, it was also 90 bucks, so I'm not throwing it. You're single and full of money, dude. I'm one of those. Yeah. Full of singles. <laughs> okay, so anyways. Oh my gosh, we are like totally off Blood Bowl. This episode. We, are we going to talk Blood Bowl? We're going to break it up into three parts. Okay. Um, first off, we're going. We had a massive amount of responses about the contest. About what creating contest? a ball for the Critter Bowl. What? Don't play stupid. <laughs> You're just too good at it. Okay. Um, Thanks. So, so, first segment, we're going to do that. If you looked at our Facebook or Twitter, you saw me tease about our second segment, and I'm just going to do that now. It is going to be a very special and interesting segment. So if you get bored of the first one, just go to the second one. It shall be interesting. Why would they get bored of the first one? If they love us, they're going to listen to every ounce of this. And the third one, we're going to celebrate Black History Month and talk about the influence of African Americans in Blood Bowl. Right. Uh, I guess we'll wait to talk yeah. about exactly that in the last segment, but it is Black History Month, so uh, you know I remember back when I did my wrestling podcast with my buddies over at CouchPirates.com, I believe that we did a Black mm-hmm. History Month kind of special episode when we talked about wrestlers and stuff, you know, yeah. Iceman King Parsons, Junkyard Dog, guys like that. Love big, Junkyard Dog. Big Cat Ernie Lad, people like that. So um, Yeah, and even though this is late in the month, Everybody else decides to put out theirs in the middle of the month, so we got to figure out a good yeah, time. Yeah, wh- what is it, you guys? We always wanted the middle of the month, and now you guys are like, we're lazy. We'll just put them out, clump them together. Yeah, there's, there's just so many podcasts You guys are like now. little poodles taking poops, and you got these dingleberries all, all clumped together in the back. Right? I do not stand behind the comments made by the I didn't mean ginger. that they're like poop. I'm just <laughs> saying they're like clumping together. I got gotcha. you. 
I guess that's only relevant to me because my mom's dog got poop all clumped in her butt. And so we're done with the poop talk. Can we go on to the balls? Bring this conversation up when we can talk about some balls. No, we're going to talk about some David Hasselhoff now that we're talking about Shiza videos. And we're done. We'll be right back. <laughs> Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. Okay, and we're back. So, as you might have known, last month we put out a call for... Balls! We wanted to get our hands on some new balls to kind of look at and feel around and just see how nice they were. So, a whole bunch of people sent in responses, and we got a whole bunch. I mean, just... You guys love balls. Side of that, or they like free dice? Free dice. Could be a combination of both. You have mm. bags for both. Bag for ball and bag for dice. Right. Um, Carry a ball bag. Yeah. Yeah. So, if I think in order to kind of speed things up and not take up the whole podcast, um, I'm just going to read them to you because I know you haven't read any yet. And then you can give a comment at the end, and then at the end we'll pick a, win- pick a winner. We're going to pick a winner like live. That's we, fine. I'll write down notes. That's what yeah, I'm asking. We can figure something out. Okay. First off, Daniel Brewitz, or Fishy Piggy, as he's known online, I believe. Fishy Piggy? Fishy Piggy. Uh, he wrote in letting us know that Stockball actually has a squig bowl that has special balls that are squigs. And then you can block them, and they do different things. So if you want to read more about that, you can go to Stockball. Just Google it. Look for squig bowl. And pretty sure it'll be the only thing you pull up. I wonder if we went to squig for stock bowl if they would let us like somebody over there let us room over there for free probably like, someone would like can we caress on your couch yeah i don't doubt we could and actually it's jonas and mago that run stock bowl oh so they'd probably let us stay over there mm-hmm. and jonas actually wrote in letting us know that they have a vampire ball instead of a weather table so he was going to enter one of the weather results as a ball for the contest so Probably for the rest of these, I won't tell you who they are, just so it doesn't, you know, sway your opinion as to who wins. But Jonas's was a vampire ball. A deranged vampire has possessed the ball, causing it to grow teeth and an appetite for blood. The rules are, the ball carrier suffers from bloodlust. Any member of your own team is eligible, eligible for donating blood. If you don't bite a team member, the ball starts attacking the ball carrier, causing him to run off the pitch in a panic. So That's kind of cool. I like it. And it's pretty themey to an extent because it could be a baby vampire. Before you continue, mm-hmm. I will say that I hope all the participants that you're reading off these things, I might, I don't know if people follow followed what should have been the obvious theme, that they're critter bowl, so there's some type of animal or, you know, it's... Yeah, know, but it doesn't have to be. Why not? Um, you have 
a a dead pig ball, which was a, a critter. A morgue plush doll. Which is a critter plush doll. No. Oh, come on. Morgue's not a critter. He could be. He's not. He's a big critter. So, yes, while you could go with critters, not everybody did. Well, that's not both been unapproved. Yeah, it And is. since I'm the only guy, supposedly, <laughs> according to another podcast, that can give that out. Yep. I don't ever remember saying that. Oh, dude, you fought for it. Did I? Yeah. Is this when I was mad at you for sight for Sora? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, no, you can't have it. Only I get to approve it. Meh, meh, meh. Yeah. And then you waddled off with a long cigarette in your mouth and attacked <laughs> Batman. I did. I remember that. And then, la- <laughs> and then later, after my career fighting crime, I went ahead and I found this young upstart Rocky Balboa, and I trained him. <laughs> right. And uh, he became world champion. Yeah. And luckily, you came back to us. I did. How'd you like that movie reference, dude? I followed you there. That was pretty good. Burgess Meredith, right? Yes, very good. And then later, and later, I took over. I tried to take over the world as Cobra Law on uh, GI Joe the movie, that the animated exist. movie. It does. God too. dang that! If you ever want to ruin your franchise, go watch GI Joe the movie. It wasn't a bad movie. It's just like it it's went not a way bad movie, there. but man, the repercussions for it. Oh, you will pay for Cobra <laughs> La. La 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 la. What was his name? Serpentor. Ser- Ser- no, it wasn't Serpentor. Serpentor. No, he was like Cerebus or Globulus or something like that. Oh, Globulus. Yeah. Gobul- Globulus? Yeah. Yeah. Burgess Meredith. God. It's like every one of those guys go get to do one weird, crappy 80s thing. Yeah. <laughs> Real Julia, Street Fighter. Orson Welles, Unicron. Leonard Nimoy played... Um, Galvatron. Galvatron. Yeah. It's awesome. No Shatner. <laughs> no, nobody wants Shatner in their anime. We're not... Okay, back to the balls. I'm oh, sorry. So, uh, but yes, we could change these balls up if we needed to to make them more critter-specific. So, let's see. Next one. The too-hot-to-handle ball. When a player handles the ball, it gets incredibly hot, and only their bravest or stupidest can hold on to it. At the start of each turn, roll a d6 to see if the player holding the ball can resist the intensity of the heat. On a roll of one, the player cannot stand the heat and drops the ball, scattering as normal. This on is a, called a what ball? The too hot to handle. Okay. And on a roll two through six, the player manages to hold on for the remainder of the turn. And as soon as the ball goes on the ground, it returns to normal. So, like, that could be a different baby dragon egg or something. Could be a ginger badger. Yeah, could be. Okay. Uh, filled with the wrong gas ball, the equipment manager was distracted by the cheerleaders and filled the ball with helium, making the ball much lighter than normal. When picking up the ball, players get a plus one modifier to the dice roll, and all players gain the Hail Mary pass and strong arm skills. Hmm. Interesting, but... I like uh, that it's kind of simple, mm-hmm. and it's very themey, and it could work... With the pig bladder ball that just had helium in it mm-hmm. in, instead of that's true a traditional pig yeah. bladder ball. So I'd like, what was that one called? Filled with the wrong gas ball. All right, we're going to call that gas, gas ball, and it helps with passing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Temporal instability ball. The ball <laughs> occasionally slips into an alternate dimension only to reappear a couple of seconds later having moved several feet in a random direction. At the start of a turn, the coach must roll a d6. 
On a roll of two through six, nothing happens. On a roll of one, the ball slips into a different dimension. You make a scouter roll to see where the ball reappears. Okay, that's still fairly simple. And and he mentions that, yes, it comes from the old star player. Though. Yeah. Yeah. The mutations that we talked about in episode blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that episode? Mm-hmm. I believe that was episode or It could have been episode move. Yeah. Yeah. Or it was like maybe right after Ur. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, round ball. Instead of being the usual football shape, the ball is round. Players are a little bit confused, but get on and play the game with no abnormal effects. So what's what's the drawback? Nothing. It's just a round ball. A round ball. Somebody sent this in. It was one of many that he sent in. Okay. It it's just a normal, it's a round ball. So it's not harder to throw or? No. It's round. Yeah. Like a basketball or a football. Okay. Oh, uh, European football. Oh, okay. Okay. Nothing fancy. It's Nothing just, fancy. Okay. So it's going to fill a spot for a normal ball mm-hmm. type deal. Okay. Uh, Those are all by the same guy. <clears throat> okay. I'll just let you know so that you can bracket them off. Okay. In case there's a theme and stuff. Okay, I'll do that. Next one is an actual critter ball. Critter ball. An actual critter ball. It's not easy to say. It's like, is it like, like a calf fry ball? No, it's a baby rhinox ball. Magically enchanted, the baby rhinox ball grants the ball carrier the break tackle and juggernaut skills. His thought is that the ball should encourage you to do something different than you normally would. And uh, he wants so some go dice attack with it. because he's picking up the game piecemeal. Hmm? And he wants free dice. Oh, he's just saying why he wants the dice. He, because he loves us. Well, he's also just getting into the game, so oh. he might get dice anyways. He thinks we're going to give him a sympathy vote, doesn't he? It usually I'm works. just playing bad cop here because mm-hmm. everybody th- thinks like you're, you're Randy and I'm Simon Cowell. I do not want to be Randy. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, you do, dog. There is no good option there besides the one you took. All right, let's go to the next ball. Dog. Okay. That's the only one he sent in. Okay. Uh, let's see, next guy. Goblin fetus. Oh. Fotus. F-O-E-T-U-S. Still. <laughs> the ball is a stumbling, bumbling, slippery little green skin. At the beginning of every turn, the ball scatters three times if it was on the ground. Kick off is per normal rules. At the end of each of the ball carrier's actions, roll 2 plus on D6 in order to prevent the little guy from scrambling free and scattering three times. Okay. It's creepy, but awesome. Uh, it would not say that same name. No, probably not. I can't put that like in the tournament <laughs> on, on the FAF approved site. It, it had to be like a baby snotling or something like that. Uh, let's see. Next one. The only good elf. The ball is a severed head of a random elf called from the audience. Elf players only are so repulsed that any pickup, pass, catch, or intercept rolls suffer a minus one modifier. So a ball to nerf elf teams. Mm-hmm. Just barely. And the dark elf renegade. Mm. So, if someone's playing Chaos Pact? Ah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Cornball. Are these different people? No, it's the same guy. Okay. Cornball. The same guy with Goblin Fetus and... Mm-hmm. Okay. Next one is Cornball. The ball carrier is possessed by the blood god himself. 
maniacally lashing out at any player foolish enough to stand nearby. <laughs> I thought you meant like yellow corn. <laughs> I actually wrote that. Maze ball. Maze ball. Dude, maze balls. That's okay. At the end of the ball carrier's turn, each player adjacent to the ball carrier must roll as if struck by a fireball. That is nasty. Okay, let me see if I heard that right. So I have the ball in my hand. Mm-hmm. At the end of my turn, anybody adjacent to me gets struck by a fireball. Basically. So that would be bad either way for you. Good or bad, right? Because you can't cage up, right? Yeah. Well, you could cage one square away, but man, you could just go up next to little guys and be like, hey, boom. Hmm. Okay. Almost feels like you should be required to block instead. Because you're so maniacal, you're automatically hitting. Okay. Like you get a free hit. Okay. Well, we're Still going a cool idea. Okay. Old One's Curse. The ball carrier is granted leap. Unless they had leap, in which case they'd lose it. Okay. I kind of like that one. And Warpstone. The ball is a massive chunk of polished warpstone. radiating unbelievably dangerous energy at the end of each of the ball carrier's actions. Roll a 2-plus on D6 in order to prevent being knocked out. You roll a 1, you get knocked out. You carry the warp stone. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, you roll a 1, you get knocked out. Yep. Man, that could be really evil. That is. Here's why I want to go back. I kind of like that. I want to go back to the old ones Mm -hmm. thing. I I see, <laughs> I kind of like that one, um, and I see like a crystal skull thing, like any Jones and crystal skull, yeah, you know where it's maybe a uh, old one's skull or something oh, okay. like that, so it's critter based thing. Okay, but I'd, I like that idea. Yeah, so I like the warpstone too. <laughs> I just don't. That might be too evil. It is just a one out of six, but yeah, knocked out immediately. Not even prone, just like, bam, out of the game. You know how many people would be mad, including myself, if, like, the two times I had the ball, Mm -hmm. I rolled the one. I was one square away from a touchdown. Yeah. You wouldn't stall. You sure sure wouldn't. (laughs) You might even, at that point, throw the ball to an empty square and just go pick it up and try to walk into the touchdown. (laughs) Yeah, it's possible. Okay, next guy. Purple Worm Ball. The ball is made from a baby purple worm tied into a ball with wire. When kicked, the wire will cut the ball in two, scatter each ball separately, then roll for the kickoff event. Then, if necessary, bounce each ball as normal. Once a player scores with at least one ball, remove the other from the field. If one ball bounces onto the other, treat it as if a prone player... Oh, treat it as if it hit a prone player and bounce it again. It's not possible for the guy to hold both balls unless that player has the extra arms mutation. It's kind of neat. So it actually splits into two. Okay, so it's a baby worm. It splits into two. Yeah, because like the wire cuts it in two. And, you know, worms can go off on their own. Mm-hmm. It's kind of neat. Yeah. Okay. Um, And then he sent... A bowl game because we mentioned we wanted bowl games too. Okay. So the sponsor is Wardy's Purple Essence Mushroom Mescal. Wardy's 
from Wardy's Forever Night Goblin Distillers Limited. The only mezcal brewed with hallucinogenic fungus and the poison gland of a purple worm. The motto would be, Your seed is under the bar. The bowl game would be Wardy's Purple Essence Bowl. One player from each team was given a shot of Wardy's Purple Essence Mushroom Mezcal, which gives the player a frenzy and wild animal for the first half. Roll the player randomly. And it uses the purple worm at the beginning of each half. And after that, it just goes normal. Okay. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's it for him. Okay. Next one. Leech Ball. Sponsored by Swamp Nibbles. A Slon's favorite snack. A player holding the leech ball slowly has their blood leached by the slimy bugger. As such, the player is highly fatigued and suffers minus one strength and agility. The player must also roll a d6 when attempting to pass or hand off the ball. On a roll of one, the leech ball remains with that player, firmly stuck and gorging on them. Hmm. That's very interesting. That is nasty. But, yeah, okay. Be kind of interesting if he is actually subtract one each turn, and then if you went to zero. But you can't do that at turn. It's too hard to keep track of. That's true. You could kill somebody. <laughs> no, the leech is on me. No, we could do that in our league. <laughs> no, I don't want to die by a leech. Oh, you get you're a wuss. My yep. favorite star player. All right, next we got Moot Bulldog, sponsored by Moot Much Mulch. Nope. By Moot Mutt Munch. (laughs) Hailing from the Moot Highlands, these dogs, whilst miniature, are popular ravenous guard pets in the halfling homes. The Moot Bulldog acts as a normal ball until dropped, at which point it dashes towards the nearest sideline, eager to nab the big Moot sandwiches and other snacks from the crowd. After being dropped, balance the ball as normal. After the rat, roll a d6 to determine how many squares the ball will move. The ball always moves towards the nearest sideline in a straight line. If two sidelines are equally qu- close, use a D6. So it's just going to go left or right. Yeah. Anytime the ball's dropped. Well, unless it's equidistance from the goal line. Okay. Which would be... Very rarely, but yes. Yeah. Once, two squares. And it's trying to get to the sideline to eat food? Mm-hmm. Okay. And if it stays on the ball, it continues the move as indicated doesn't run during kickoff and a moot bulldog ball that runs off the sideline is thrown in as normal and does not run from being thrown in but returns to running the start of the next turn seems like it'd be a lot of thrown in but dogs mm-hmm. bound snotling ball sponsored by the ogres avon alarf association is this the same guy okay bound snotlings are helpless more helpless than a regular snotling yeah i know right when not in the hands of a player, a bound snotling ball has the stats of a normal snotling, but with zero movement and no right stuff or sidestep, and is always considered prone, thus having no tackle zones. A bound snotling on the ground may be blocked or fouled like a normal player, and remains on the pitch until they suffer an injury or, or are KO'd. Player receives no star player points. And a new bound snotling ball is then thrown in from the sideline square nearest to the player that injured the bound snotling. Wow. So, if you knocked, if someone was breaking away, and you got to them, knocked the ball free, and then you had some guy come up and fouled the ball. <laughs> Roll that armor five. It could be thrown back in. That's kind of interesting. Hmm. Okay. Strategically, it's interesting. Um, 
Monkey Ball, sponsored by the Old World Petting Zoo Association. A player holding this funky baby monkey is considered to have the prehensile tail skill. Okay. Nice and simple. And finally, hallucinogenic... Uh, okay, I, hold on a second. Let's go back to monkey. Okay. You have prehensile tail. Yeah. But how is that going to really affect you? I guess if people were dodging towards you, it'd be a minus one, right? Out of you. Why would I ever leave you if you have the ball? Do you get what I'm saying? I know. I get what you're saying. I have no answer for you, but I get what you're saying. It's one of those things just like... um. We have one that does that. Uh, oh, the one, the Nurgle ba- ball. Mm-hmm. Because it gives disturbing presence. Mm-hmm. How would that matter since you're the one holding the ball? Great point. But we wrote in that it matters because of... If you already have it. No, because of the, uh, uh, the uh, bombardier and throw teammate. Oh, okay. All right. So, hallucinogenic toad ball. Wow. Who let this thing on the field? Oh, it was a wood elf organization. Shaman Elgers, Alternative Medicine and Herbal Teas Emporium. The player holding this ball is driven into a foaming frenzy and gains boundless energy from the, from the hallucinogenic slime that covers this multicolored toad. A player holding this ball gains jump up, wild animal, and frenzy. And also, he mentioned that if we wanted to do a duplicate ball, because we did mention that in the podcast... Uh, we could do something like a baby mogwai. Just don't get it wet. <laughs> so if it, if it rains... You have a thousand balls. <laughs> okay, so Frenzy, Wild Animal, and what was the other skill? Jump up. Jump up. So just like a madman. While you have the ball. Mm-hmm. Most people wouldn't even bother to use that. You, jump up's useless, too. Because you're never going to be down with the ball. That is very true. But I get you don't think of the. It's just you know. Maybe mentally. Maybe mentally. No, you meant jump up. That's a toad. Toads jump. Yeah. Would you be scared of a hypno toad? Like a hip. Not if it was the one on TV. Okay, but if it was a real toad sitting on our porch, would you be scared? Would you be if it had swirly eyes? It was making a noise. No. Steve doesn't like frogs. Not at all. <laughs> Next one. Same person? Nope. Okay. That's why I said final one for that one. <laughs> so, next one. How many more we got? How many? You got like a book over there. We had a lot of suggestions from our very awesome fans. Okay, that's great. I was just, I need my, might need more paper here. <laughs> here you go. Oh, you got one? More paper. Dude, you're awesome. Due to their success at the Critter Bowl 1 and 2, the High Elves were granted the right to craft their own ball for the upcoming competition. The organizers of Critter Bowl have strenuously denied that this contract was also part of a deal to ignore the blatant use of illegal illegal magics during both finals by Team Wizards. No inference is drawn from the fact that these officials were later seen leaving the press conference in new model Lotharn Skycutters. New model Lotharn Skycutters. Eh, whatever. It's all made up. The design, as sponsored by the Azure Mages Circuit Cabal Vision Channel, is a masterpiece of finest pale elven, elven leathers and gold threads. It also contains a secret. Located in the center of each ball is a single phoenix feather, the residual magic of which can be triggered by the injury to the bearer. 
Rumor is that AMC was seeking subtle ways to ensure the High Elves make it a hat-trick of wins, and their typical elven arrogance is ensured that they do not even consider that any lesser race may actually touch the ball. Should the armor of the player carrying the ball be broken for any reason, do not roll for injury. Instead, the power contained within the ball protects the players from the worst of harms. The player is stunned and roll for scatter as usual. So this ball just really prevents injuries. Mm-hmm. But a lot of fluff for high elves. I like that, though. I figured you would. Well, I'm, I mean, I like that he has a ball that's really not critter-based, but he's turned it into, like, there's a critter. Right. And, you know, I like that. So. Okay. You know what I like better? Mm. You, you can edit this out, but with the Hypnotoad one or whatever, mm-hmm. the player gets yeah. those skills for the remainder of the game because he's crazy permanently. Jesus. You had awesome. to mark players, but it would be really cool. Yeah, it would be worth it. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. Next guy has a couple ideas for the Critical Ball Table. Number one. Oh, um, it's cute. Ball turns into Nurgle Baby with foul appearance. Have to roll against a foul appearance to pick up, catch, and possibly strip the ball. If you want to avoid Nurgle Babies, just make it a normal baby with a very full diaper. Okay. I like that. It's very similar, but yeah. Well, it's different because you actually have to roll... F- to pick it to, up. To do stuff. everything with right, it. Right, so, right. I like that. It's a variant, yeah. And also, way too cute. The ball turns into a baby, or a baby critter so cute that sometimes all you can do is stare at it. Ball has hypnogaze. Impacts pickup, catch, and etc. A variant of this would be that if it makes everyone around it boneheaded. So, essentially, it gives you hypnogaze... Or, if we wanted to make it more powerful, everyone around the ball carrier would have bonehead. Everybody within his tackle zone would have bonehead. Mm-hmm. Be interesting. Okay, and that's just like a cute ball? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so cute. Okay. Okay, next person. This is more of a game than it is a ball. The Grey Wizard's Lassie Game. Lassie was the affectionate name given to the Grey Wizard's commemorative ball, supposedly brought out the most eccentric. Yeah, eccentric. Out at the most eccentric faculty dinners for a post pudding scrimmage. Stolen by the NAF as part of the attempts to bring Dungeon Bowl under their control. The Grey Wizards imbued the ball with the life and steadfastness, steadfastness of its own. Grey Wizard Lassie wants to remain in the middle, four squares of the pitch. A team can pick it up and try to score a touchdown, but only has two turns to do so. Beyond that time limit, the ball will leap out of the player's grip and return to one of the four squares again. Should all the four squares be occupied, the ball will block a random player out of the square with three dice block with juggernaut. No kickoff. The ball starts on one of the four squares randomly decided and blocked a free square as described. And hopefully this will encourage high scoring or high casualties as the ball forces pitch position. Mm, okay. So that's just a mean-ass ball. But can we really expect people to score in two turns? I like this idea a lot. Like, I'd like to play test this with you. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if it, it, it might be too much for a tournament. Yeah. The magic here is to find something that's relatively simple, but it does change the game up. So. I think it would work for its own tournament. Like, if you knew going in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 100%. Such 
basically a variant of the game at that point. And really, maybe two turns is still too little because you got dwarves and stuff. You got to think about the teams that don't yeah. move as fast, like halflings. I know they get thrown, but eventually they don't because. Or maybe the timer resets if you hand off or pass to somebody. No, well, that that's possible. Or or maybe you have three turns. I mean, three yeah. turns with half that would be is, is possible or whatever. But okay. I, I get yeah. the idea. You spread the field and yeah. you try to get your options out there. So I, I like I like the idea. And yeah, maybe as a tournament itself, it's even better. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Uh, speaking of keeping things simple, um, we have one more, and um, it it does not keep it simple. It's kind of confusing, and not I wouldn't say confusing. It's kind of Okay, it's awesome. There's just a lot to it. So, with that in mind, uh, may I introduce Cackling Clara, the Hexen Ball. Cackling Clara, the once-feared Witch of Langwald, was, unbeknownst to some, an avid Blood Bowl fan. She was also known to have once been enamored with the owner of Edgen- Edgenberg Undertaker's undead Blood Bowl team, Count Eric Schwarznacht. Unfortunately, though she was a skilled practitioner of magic and useful to Count Schwarznacht, her mad cackling drove him to distraction, and finally he tore off her head rather than listen to her insane howling a moment longer. Rather than have her body burned, as is always sensible with witches, Schwarznacht had her skin and bladder cured and made into a ball. Little did anyone realize until the first match with the new ball was played that cackling Clara wasn't quite gone. She would have the last laugh after all. If Cackling Clara is used in a match, Clara's love for the excitement of a good Blood Bowl match draws her damned spirit back into the ball that was made from her skin, and she delights in casting spells in the ball carrier with amusing effects. Each time a new player becomes the ball carrier, roll a d8 and consult the table below to see what effects Clara's insane spellcraft has on the unfortunate player. The effects of each spell last only until Clara casts another spell on a new ball carrier. If the player already has all of the skills or mutations that form the spell, then apply the result which is one higher than the roll, or one lower if the first roll was an 8. Okay. So, roll a 1. The ball carrier is turned into a frog. As per the rules for the zap card, and left hopping around on the field, dropping the ball as for a failed pickup attempt. The spell wears off as soon as the next spell is cast. This will cause a turnover if a player from the same team cannot grab the ball as normal before it comes to rest. Roll a two. Look, no hands. Clara thinks it's positively hilarious to cast a spell turning the player's hands inside out just as he picks up the ball. The player gains the no hands mutation and drops the ball as if he or she has failed to pick up. This will cause a turnover if a player from the same team cannot grab the ball as normal before it comes to rest. 3. Mutation The player's head transforms into that of a bovine beast and sprouts great bullhorns from its head, gaining the horns mutation, while he is the ball carrier. Unfortunately, cattle aren't known for their tactile acumen, so the player also games really stupid while carrying the ball. Shrinking the ball carrier shrinks to the proportions of a snotling, enabling them to dart between players' legs with the ball. The player games titchy while the spell is in effect. However, with significantly shorter legs, their MA is reduced by one as well. Number five. Clara says hi. In a moment of creaking, cracking, and splitting, 
The head of Cackling Clara sprouts from the player's shoulder beside the player's own head, granting them the two heads mutation as Clara spots incoming tackles for the player. Though useful to have a spotter, Clara is something of a distraction, so the player also gains loner while the spell is in effect, as he struggles to coordinate with his teammates above the mat cackling. 6. Curse of Boils and Boobos No idea what a boobo is, but let's just go with it. The player gains the foul appearance mutation for the duration of this spell, as foul boils and pustules erupt all over the skin. Star players renowned for their good looks receive double the number of boils and boobos as other players. Though this has no additional in-game effects, it's just Clara dishing out paybacks for the wrongs done to her by her past lovers. Number 7. Third Leg The player sprouts an additional leg from their hip, allowing them to sprint all the quicker. Increase the player's MA by 1, and they gain the sprint skill. However, being unused to sporting an odd number of lower appendages, the player suffers minus one to all dodge rolls they make. They do have an extra leg for opposing players' trip, after all. Number eight. Frog legs. Clara's spell turns the player's legs into those of a giant amphibian. The player gains the leap skill while the spell is in effect, enabling the player to leap like a frog towards the end zone and other over other players. Unfortunately, the player is also easily distracted by tasting buzzing flies, attracted to the conduit to the Blood Bowl field, and so also gains Bonehead to represent this. Thus fall, <laughs> thus far, the Hexen Ball has proved nigh on an, an indestructible, suggesting that the magic that infuses the ball is still strong, and tournament organizers continue to use the ball during events as the often humorous effects of Clara's spellcasting are a real crowd-pleaser. Plus, the spells haven't killed anyone yet. The end. All right. I don't know who wrote that. Okay. Um, he put a lot of work into it. Yes, he did. And let me tell you what that is. Awesome. We The ball before this, the Lassie ball or whatever, we said could be its own tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever wrote that, he needs to run a tournament based <laughs> solely on that. Yeah. What do you call it? A hexen bowl? Hexen bowl. Ball. Yeah. You need to have, um, you know, whatever. Witchcraft bowl or mm-hmm. hexen bowl or whatever. You just wrote your own tournament. Whoever you are, <laughs> run a tournament and use those rules. That's simply put. It is too complex <laughs> to be one ball out of how many balls do we have? 10 or 12? I think we're trying to get up to 12, right? 12, I think. Or 10. What did I forget? Um, I, I can't remember either. But that might be too complex. Oh, we're at 8 now. We're trying to get to 10. Are we at 8? Yeah. Is that the deal? Okay. Because there's no. No. Whatever. Anyways. I can't remember what we're going to do. But um, that's its own tournament. Mm hmm. So I, can, I could not make that number 10. You roll <laughs> number 10, you. and then you have all these things. <clears throat> But, great idea. Yeah, that was Frank Ford. And he actually says if he wins, his wife will eat her hat. Um, so, he wins, at least for that part. Yeah. You know what? Your wife is going to have to listen to the podcast to find out, <laughs> for sure. So, she won't sit through enough of this. Because we rambled on too much about nerd stuff at the but beginning. But I will say that, for my vote, he wins. <clears throat> because he put a lot of time and effort into it. and It's just awesome. Well, he did. And, uh... Any that stand out to you that you want to give a a win to? Okay, so here here's where we're gonna go. I get to pick all this. I mean, as, sure. As the uh, 
<laughs> as the leader of both down approved? Absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to go back over some balls, mm-hmm. and I want you to tell me if they have a, a, a sponsor. Because the idea here is this is <clears throat> this is the tournament where, at the end of the day, there's a sponsor, and it's like a bowl game like in college football. It's not what we said. No. We said either one. I know ball that. or a sponsor. I'm looking for tiebreakers in case people spoke up. Okay. okay, so I'm just curious. Uh, the Too Hot to Handle, was there a uh, specific? No. Okay. Uh, the Gas Ball, was there a specific? Nope. Okay. Uh, Baby Rhinox. <clears throat> nope. Okay. The Goblin Fetus. I think there's only one. There's only one that had a sponsor? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, there's a... F- there's, okay, there's several, well, I guess. Okay. Not that one. Okay, so Goblin Fetus, no? No. Uh, old Ones. No. I thought you said there was one with that one. Not that one, no. There was a different one later on. You're talking about the one that gives them leap. Otherwise, if they have leap, they lose it. Right. I thought yeah. that had a sponsor. Not okay. that one. Uh, Purple Worm. That would be sponsors Wardy's Purple Essence Mushroom Mezcal. Okay. Leech Ball. Swamp Nibbles. A Slan's favorite snack. Okay. Um, Bound Snotling. Ogre's Avon Alarf Association. Okay. And Phoenix Ball, we, it was a high elf base. Yeah. They had a sponsor, right? Uh, sponsored by Asrai Mages Circuit Cabal Vision Channel. Okay. And Nurgle Baby? Nurgle Baby. No. Cute Ball. Nope. Okay. Okay, so some of them did have sponsors, and, you know, it gives us a little free will to do what we want. So, I want to, I think instead of just adding two balls mm-hmm. to the next Critter Bowl, and Critter Bowl doesn't have to be run every year in January. It could be ran um, in whenever. June, June yeah. if we wanted, or whenever. I think the next Critter Bowl is going to feature the following balls. <gasps> so, if you hear your ball... You're going to get some type of swag from us. Yep. Dice. Is that what we yeah, said? We said dice? dice. Yeah. What kind of dice? The both down dice? The both down dice. Yeah. Okay. New Year's both down dice. Normally $5 of color. We've got blue and we've got yellow. They look really awesome. So if you are listening, because you obviously are, and you do not have a corporate sponsor, I want you to really get fluffy, hear, hear your ball mentioned, and try to come up with a corporate sponsor. And really, all this is for is when I pass out those invitations at the last round, somebody can open up their envelope and go, oh, boy, and I'll have a picture of a fake trophy, and it can say, <laughs> it's the Honey Bacon Bowl, and it's right. sponsored by St. Louis Hams, you know, family restaurants. Yes. Yeah. Okay? So it's got to be something, it could be that simple. Just I don't need a paragraph. be dumb. I don't need a paragraph. Okay. Um, so in no particular order. Uh, are these all winners? These are all winners. Dun, dun, dun. It looks like we're going to have a full new table of Critter Balls for cool. Critter Bowl. We're going to try it. Okay. We are going to modify some of these rules from these guys so it's a little bit simpler. Yeah. Some people, you guys had great ideas. Some just too complex for one ball. Uh, so we're going Baby Rhinox. Baby Rhinox. Who's that? Jeremy Hagen of South Dakota. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to circle this one here. Um, going back to that old ones being like a crystal skull, you know, Indiana Jones thing, Mm -hmm. old ones ball. I like that idea. (laughs) It's very simple. You take away leap or you have Mm -hmm. leap, but it's, 
it's almost a plain ball, but it's still something special about it. Yeah. Okay. So who who did the old ones? Someone from Tulsa. <laughs> is this Roger? Yes, it is. Oh, <laughs> I, sh- I should have known. He has a team called the old ones. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, Roger Elman. Uh, I like. The gas ball in the form of that it is our normal uh, inflated mm-hmm. uh, pig bladder ball, but it just has the wrong, it's inflated with the wrong type of gas. Yeah. So that one is going to be used. That's um, the plus one passing, yep. or what is it? Strong arm and, and Hail, Mary. Hail Mary. Okay. Yep. So I, I like that idea. And, um, so the only one from him? Um, no, actually, since I have these bracketed off, the too hot to handle ball, ball will be called the ginger badger ball, <laughs> and we're going to work that out. If I remember right, can you? Go, it was just once they hold it. Yeah, if they roll a one, they basically have to drop it. Drop it, right? Yeah. So I like that idea. Um, again, the theme here is critters and little yeah. animals or something comes um, from something. Okay, both of those are Pete Richardson, a man and his toys. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. Um, somebody did it. I mean, um, and I, 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 I'm going to just take a, a guess that Brad Wells did the purple worm ball <laughs> because he's the guy who said we ought to do a two yeah. ball type deal. And I didn't think somebody could actually write fluff around it where it actually kind of made sense. Mm-hmm. So Purple Worm Ball's making it. That is indeed Brad Wells. Well, is it Brad? Okay. I, yep. It almost had to be since he's the guy who came to us and said, how about adding this? Mm-hmm. Uh, so congratulations, Brad. Um, I think these are bracketed in the same group of people. I like the Bounce Snotling mm-hmm. and the Leech Ball. Mm-hmm. Those are our friend Abby. Okay. Abby Ward. All right. And... Um, because somebody was smart enough to include the fluff that high elves seem to win Critter Bowl. <laughs> and, you know, it's not necessarily... It's magic-related, but at the same time, it's feathers of an animal. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. So we're going to give the old Phoenix Ball a try. That'd be Adam Whitaker. Okay. Um, <laughs> if, if this person can re-maybe think of the name... <sighs> the Goblin Fetus Ball... ball has a lot of potential with the extra bounces. You can talk with Roger. Is that Roger yeah. too? Okay, I didn't know those were the same guys. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So yeah, it's kind of like the scarab ball when it just drops and it doesn't go as far. It's just a determined three times, yeah. right? So, I I like how that one works. Maybe the, a name where I don't get in trouble if a ten year old shows up and mm-hmm. actually plays a blood bowl. <laughs> uh, so that one goes. Um, I think these came from the same person. Cute ball? Yep. Which could also, to me, is like one of our plush animals, like the morgue stuff yeah. plush animal doll with a little extra to it. Um, or it reminds me of somebody carrying around like a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a Pikachu ball or whatever. Mm-hmm. So cute ball, and um, because cute. it's a variant on the uh, Nurgling mm-hmm. ball that we had, uh, the Nurgle baby ball. So I think those Both came from the same okay. guys. Yeah, it's Cheesy Wiz. Cheesy Wiz, that's his name. I'm sure that's his his email, but we can find out his real name. And I, you know, I actually liked a lot of these. Surprisingly. So let's see. So those are like a, I, I think that's like ten balls. Um, but that's gonna let's you see, know what? One, two, Stephen three, Long four, five for the six. Gray Wizards. You might as well give him one too, because that was everybody. 
Oh, is that everybody? <laughs> well, we have one to Stephen Long. Well, see, you shouldn't have told anybody that because I was going to send out dice to everybody, no matter what, who participated. Well, yeah, but but there's just not two here that I would like to add. <laughs> no, to they're the chart. all really good. I think this is actually a good. There's a lot of simple ones that are different than what we already mm-hmm. have. And at the beginning of the tournament, it will take less than ten minutes to explain. Okay, the ginger badger ball does this. Yeah. Uh, the the springy goblin ball is a goblin that mm-hmm. springs all over him and he bounces three times when he's dropped or or whatever it yeah. is you know uh, the old one's ball is a a skull that looks like it's from the old you know guys and it's there's a curse you know mm-hmm. so these are really good and I didn't expect to do that I really expected to add two to four or maybe yeah. just add one because <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't have confidence in you guys. Like I said, we got a lot of no, submissions. No, not that. I just didn't know. I'm kind of picky about and they all being get, in control. <laughs> they all get free dice. Uh, only stipulation is they have to come to Oklahoma to get it. Okay, so if you did win, <laughs> for me to use those balls, I need like a bowl game or a sponsor. So it's sponsored by, you know, Tostitos, mm-hmm. you know, whatever bowl or whatever it is. So if you didn't have those, think of those. And if you don't, I'll do it, and then I can take credit for the ball, too. So. Yeah, that's fine. Either <laughs> way. Uh, honorable mention, the Hitmo, what was it, the hallucinating toad yeah, ball? Yeah, those zappies. I really like that idea. I don't know if you could pull it off, because I want to turn it into every time, or if you were the last guy to, like, every time you hand off the ball, every time that you touch it, you get coated with the slime. So you get frenzy, wild animal, and jump up. And it stays until a touchdown is scored. And then whoever scored the touchdown keeps those effect until the next score. What if you did... So if you handed the ball off a lot, those guys have it for that drive until the one score. Okay, this is completely stupid, but what if you did like a baby Medusa? And then every time you hand off or drop the ball, you're frozen in, spo- in space. Nah, no. You can't move. You get rooted. No. It's too much. It's too game-breaking. Yeah, probably, but it'd be interesting. So, anyways, great balls. I think I have ten balls. One, two, three. We got a lot more four, balls five, than we six, need. Seven, eight, nine, ten. I got eleven balls, dude. That's the most balls I've had in a long time. You've got big balls. Now you've you've had that many balls easily in one night. Probably. Yeah. Steve's a fan of the multi ball. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I play if you play Apollo thirteen pinball machine, it actually has a thirteen ball multi ball. Really? Mm-hmm. It's insane. Is that kind of hard to control? Oh, yeah. You don't. You don't control 13 balls? No. That's too many for you? He has way too many. 11's fine. No, 11 would be too many, too, but I don't think there is one that does What's 11. What's the ideal number of balls you want around? One is best, but... One. No, it has, they come in pairs. Three's the most fun. Three's the most fun. Okay. Yeah. Three people. Six balls. Three. Depends on the machine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like there's an Indiana Jones machine that... The Ark of the Covenant's on there, and if you do the multi-ball, like seven balls just flood out. This basically all just go down the middle, but it's cool. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to end this segment. Um, hey, guys. Thanks for uh, participating in this. Yeah, awesome. definitely. And don't get any ideas. Just because you participate does not mean you win a prize. Although, it doesn't not mean that. So, next time, participate. Hello, this is Bastion Beowulf, Chaos Warrior for the Inevitable Ramp City... Ah, damn it. I messed up. Can I do another take?
All right, we're back. And this is our segment where we have something special planned for you guys. It should be a treat. It should. It really, really should. It was a treat for me because this was something. I remember seeing this at the game shop. And it was not too long. You know, second edition came out. And that's Mm -hmm. where we fell in love with Blood Bowl. And we played it. And This is like 1991, right? This was 1991 that this game came out. Which I really, if you would have asked me, I would have said it was a little bit later. Okay. But maybe it was 91 in England, and then it was 92 here. I don't, you know. It's possible. Well, you didn't see it until later. Right. Um, Should I just say what it is? Uh, I mean, it is, I guess you would call it. Is this second edition? Is this the same era as second edition? Well, it's before third edition and between second edition. So you could call this. True. 2.5. This came out after Dungeon Bowl, right? This definitely came out after Dungeon Bowl. Okay. And what does it say on the box? It says... Very bottom. Mayhem and monsters in the game of fantasy football. Sounds awesome, doesn't it? It sounds like a a version of Blood Bowl or... You know, it it sounds like something that you would just feed into your Blood Bowl like craving. Supplement. Some extra fun. What the hell is this? This is Crunch. This is a, at the time, this is something I never had. Mm-hmm. I've um, never held my hands. I've seen it at the game shop. I think it retailed for, if I remember correctly, 29 like like $30 or $40. I want to say that. it was 30 Okay. But something in my mind said it was probably 40 and who knows, because it is this seems, Games Workshop? It seems sort of a simplistic design on the front. The box so is, is like this supposed to appeal to children or something? Well, the, the design is the artwork from the Star Players book, if you notice, I but with a different blue background. It, it's okay. the same uh, guy who's running, and there's an orc in the mm. background trying to tackle him. Um that's the same artwork from the Star Players book, and if you look around the box, there's a uh, you know artwork taken from the Blood Bowl Second Edition. I would like to point out <clears throat> Astro Granite in the uh, side of the box. If you were looking at this, you would see the Crunch um, gameplay. It shows a um, it shows a field like a paper field, like First Edition, right? And then it this also is a shows field. it also shows you know the players that you get, and then it shows. You know, what looks like the Astro Granite of second edition. But, you know, in small print, it does say examples of painted miniatures Mm -hmm. and miniatures supplied unpainted. It doesn't tell you, like, what field you're for sure getting. Right. It tells you that it's for two players, aged uh, eight to adult. (laughs) Um, Looking at it, you know, even the back of it, the back of the box, if you picked it up, is really a commercial because it advertises... Crunch, its own game, and three other games that I believe came out about the same time. I'm sure. So Um, basically, it was a bottom that could be used for any other game. Any of the boxes and stuff. So uh, let's go ahead and open this up here. Sure. Since we're doing this. Now, inside the top half of the box, inside the flaps of the top of the box, are are more pictures stolen from second edition. It even talks about, like, the Alpine Eagles. And the gouge die, and then it talks about the Reekland Reavers and the Lowdown Rats. So it kind of sure. gives you some teams. It has just some very cool fluff. Yeah, it has little things about you know 
the ga- what the Gaozai is doing and stuff. And then if you but also what's the most look, prominent thing that you see? If you look into the box lid, you notice a like uh, it's divided up into nine squares, mm-hmm. and they say hit, 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 or miss, miss, miss. Mm-hmm. So it's divided up into nine quadrants, you know, Brady Bunch style, and then <laughs> the middle. Uh, Alice is uh, <laughs> Alice is a hit. Alice is a hit, and, and then, then um, north, south, east, and west of that is a hit. Right. And then the so mom, dad, uh, Eve, Plum, and uh, Peter are all. You watched a lot more of that show than I did. Well, you didn't know. Okay, you watch TV like all the time. You don't. You tell me you don't know who Jan Brady is, Eve Plum in real life. If it gave me enough time, I could figure it out. I am a little bit older than you, so yeah. I, and you had cable way earlier than me, so that's true. Me watching reruns of anything on a black and white TV was better than nothing. Okay. Uh, so, anyways, this is odd because second edition had charts. You know, like. Mm-hmm. You roll two six-sided dice, you compare the charts, see if you fell down or if you hit the guy down. So this is interesting. So this looks like something you're going to use for the game. Right. Here we go. Here's the other components of so the game. So if we bust it out, it looks like, I'm pretty sure it's a first edition field. I'm pretty sure it is too. Now, I don't own first edition I Blood do. Bowl, but you do. And I've seen it before. Now, are these the same graphics? I'm pretty sure. That's in the end zones and I stuff? haven't looked completely. Okay, well, some of the... Graphics must be updated because it does say crunch here. Okay. And you can put this field together. It feels like very similar to the material cardboard of, like, Dungeon Bowl. Yeah. You know, not not the greatest material, but if you took care of it, it'd be fine. Um, inside here, you get a little flyer about crunch. It shows some of the um, – some. Of the, it talks about, like, one page of the – the fluff. The object of crunch is to carry the ball into the opposing team's end zones while they try to stop you. The first team to do this three times wins. Sounds simple enough, doesn't it? Which is the exact same as second edition was. Second edition, yeah. We played to the first guy to three. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go. I guess I'll go ahead and read this because I think it's important since we are a fluff podcast. Sure. So why is the average game of crunch such a mind mangling sp- Spectacle of fun and fear? Question mark. A typical game is preceded with a coin toss. Decided to see which team starts with the ball. It's here that the cheating norm generally begins with a bribe referees and weighted coins. So it's typical Blood Bowl okay. stuff. You know, you have a coin flip. Could be some cheating. Right. An awful lot of tripping, kicking, ning, punching goes on. So too do the band practices of hitting an opponent, jumping on a prone player, eating the ball, eating an opponent, eating the referee, Setting the opponents on fire, setting the referee on fire, putting poisonous barley water in the opponent's refreshment barrel, <laughs> turning the ball invisible, or even wearing the wrong colored sweatbands. When its origin, <laughs> with its origin, as it means, of settling a tribal dispute or territorial arguments, Crunch has developed into a continent-spanning sport with many unlikely teams and players. Creatures of all shapes and sizes put together teams for Crunch. International League, kill for short, and games often get very heated. Now, see here, this is a lot of times when people say, "You play Blood Bowl? What is that?" I yeah. say, "You know, first thing I do is say, think Lord of the Ring races because everybody's seen those movies." And I said, instead of them taking a battle, right, and killing everybody, they play a game of football, and everybody goes, "Oh, okay." So they have an argument, the dwarves and the elves. Play and then, the secondly, you go, you know, that very popular game Crunch. Blood Bowl's sort of like that. Right. That's what <clears throat> I say. You remember the kill? And they're like, oh, the Crunch International yeah. League? Because that's what they're saying, right? Is They're not even mentioning Blood Bowl, right? They're not mentioning Blood Bowl. This, this is, is like just, its own thing with this, Blood Bowl artwork. Okay. 
humans, orcs, dwarves, and elves are best known crunch players, but teams including include the Oldheim Ogres, the Lowdown Rats, Goblin Team, the Underworld Creepers, Ratman Team, and we must not forget the fiendish Chaos All-Stars. Huge crowds turn up to watch the Major League games, and star players rise to fame and glory as the meanest, toughest players on the pitch. The presence of star players on opposing side is a great blow to the moral morale of the other team, and many devious methods are used to stop star <laughs> players getting to the game, or to put them out of action once they get there. Some teams even make a legal use of magic on the pitch to put the opponents to sleep, cause fear in the toughest players, or just to inflict a plague of rats in the locker room. All these tactics may go against the letter of the law and crunch, but they certainly add spice to the action. The teams taking part argue that any means justify scoring those elusive touchdowns and winning the game. Despite the incredible chaos that seems to reign whenever the whistle blows, there is a sub- supposed to be an element of law and order in the game of crunch. Much of this is forgotten most or all of the time, but there are some teams who try to stick to the rules when they can. So, so let's the, just, you know, reading let, this. We're going to have to okay, come back I, to I this. I want to make sure this is all of it. Okay. Because wizards, star players, magic, um, all that's involved. We'll, go, we'll, we'll go have over to come that back in a second. Because, okay. you know, we actually did not read this right. the other night before we, we, yeah, we got just, into this. We just so, stupidly just started the game. <clears throat> so what's in the game? What else is in the game besides this box top that we use for we something? we got two teams. You get two teams. Now, these are teams, if you played second edition Blood Bowl, you have the Red Orcs. And the blue humans, okay? For the each. little miniatures. So we have the teams are mixed race teams. So this is kind of unique. Yeah. And this was actually something I remember seeing on the box. I was like, what are they doing here? So the teams use the old plastic miniatures of the blue humans, four of them. And then you have eight of the plastic dwarves that you get from Dungeon Bowl, which and, I actually like the little models. And that is the. Uh, not Blight, dang it. Bright, Crusade, Bright Crusaders, right? Right. This is this team's been renamed the Bright Crusaders, okay? So it's dwarves and humans working together. Okay. Now, on the other side of the, the field, the team that comes with it is the Red Orcs miniatures. Get four of those. You get four of those, okay? And eight of the orange elves from, from also Dungeon, Dungeon Bowl. Bowl. Right. And, you know, I know they're kind of plain miniatures, but I love the elves, the look of the elves and the dwarves for the, the plastic miniatures. I've... I've always said I wanted to paint up my plastic dwarves from Dungeon Bowl, and I have painted up the elves. Yeah, they look really good, and um, they're a nice color. So here I'm, I'm sifting through this, so, and you get a you get a team card yeah. with crunch with dwarves and humans. And it gives is the it really, that's all you need. Too. It really it says it gives you a little profile. Mm-hmm. I might as well read this because you know uh, the Bright Crusaders are the nice guys in the Crunch League and are everyone's favorite team. Uh, the strip, their strip is bright and colorful, their manners cheerful, and they play the game by the rules. Don't be fooled by the appearances, however, as under their friendly exterior, the Bright Crusaders are one of the toughest teams in the league. Very low teams have tangled, very few teams have tangled with the Bright Crusaders without being severely mauled and subjected to humiliating defeat. Right. What's really surprising about the matches, though, is that no matter how hard they play, the Bright Crusaders always manage to finish the game just looking as fresh as when they started. Right. So, so 
I actually, we rolled randomly, and that's the team that I got. No, you did not get the Bright Crusaders. I got the Bright Crusaders. Oh, yeah, time. you're right. Sorry. Okay, so if you played 2nd Edition, or if you don't know what 2nd Edition right. Blood Bowl is, the Bright Crusaders, uh, the main human team that was really good was the Reekland Reavers, mm-hmm. or the Reikland Reavers, however you want to pronounce it. Um, so they were the big, you know... Awesome team, human-wise. But there was the Bright Crusaders, which was this team that, through all the little fluff and stuff, these were the nice guys. They never fouled. They they worked for charity. And um, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast. I'm sure I have in the past. If not, I've mentioned it definitely off-air that I always like to get those nun miniatures because mm-hmm. I've always wanted to make a Lady Bright Crusaders team. You know, they're... Yeah. You know, and never and play them fluffy, never foul, even though you probably should. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. And I'm, I remember my friend Robert, who we had the second edition league with. He named them all with like biblical names, so right. it was like the thrower, Noah Ark Builder, <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, so they kind of mished this together for a mixed race team with dwarves and humans. Okay, okay. So that that kind of fits though. Dwarves and humans working together. Right. I was thinking elves were good, but. <clears throat> These are evil elves. Okay. So the other team in Crunch is orcs and elves, which is kind of odd mm-hmm. because you look at the miniatures and immediately you think wood elves. Yeah, or but they could be dark elves. elves so. I guess they could be dark elves. Well, this team is called, on the team sheet, Dark Side Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also another Blood Bowl team. Right. A, it was an old dark elf team from 2nd mm-hmm. Edition. So the Dark Side Cowboys are one of the roughest, meanest in the Crunch League. The Dark Side Cowboys are big and ugly and love to gang up on their opponents and jump down, up and down the team with their uh, metal boots. Many observers agree that the Dark Side orcs often forget that the game has anything to do with the ball at all. The Dark Side elves are just as bad uh, and dead sneaky. They seem to be able to slip past their opponents and just and, and appear just where they are least to be expected, all in all, the Dark Side Cowboys are a very hard team to beat, presenting a real challenge to anyone, 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 Scott, in the Crunch League. Anyone. So they changed the Dark Side Cowboys to Orcs and Elves, which is odd. Yeah. And you think since they had a chance to grab, um, even if they used Dark Elf Minute or elf miniatures, they could have maybe used dark elf well, they pictures, but made. I guess they, you know, whatever. So you get two team sheets and it has little rules, you know, on the teams. And then you get these uh, tackling charts because a hit is considered mm-hmm. a tackle. And I believe that's some of the verbiage, I think, from second edition. A tackle and block was pretty much Probably. the same like it is now. Uh, so you have those and you have a little dugout. And you just have a dugout just for injured boxes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, should we go over how to play the game? Sure. Initially, you set up your team in the end zone, and despite what that uh, little fluff said... There's no coin flip. There's no coin flip. You just put the ball in the middle. So, yeah, you set up all your guys. race after the ball. We looked over the rules. It comes with 12 guys, but nothing says you'd only play with 11. Right. Uh, We couldn't find it anywhere. So you set all your guys in the back. Kind of reminds me of XFL, where... They had the ball in the middle, and you had to run up there mm-hmm. and try to scramble for it. Or so, dodgeball. So or, this is, yeah. Yeah, whatever. So this is very similar. So here's how, like, a turn goes. Um, this is the order of play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say, before we go over the rules and stuff, when we thought to do this for a segment, I really was excited mm-hmm. about this whole concept because before even reading the rules, I was like, you know, this, it really just sounds like introductory blood bowl. Yeah. 
And I was like, maybe this could be the gateway for my daughter. Yeah. They want to play a game. This might be a lot more simpler. Can expose it to them a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Has colorful miniatures. So here, here's the turn order. Uh, moving. Step one is moving. You move all your players. Right. And you roll a D6 to determine how far you can You roll move. one D6. If you roll a one, all your players can move one. If Except you roll six, elves. Elves can move two extra. Right. So whatever the dice roll is for your team, mm-hmm. you can, yeah. if you roll a six, those elf players can move actually eight. Yeah. And why the orcs can only move six. So, so for the Dark Side Cowboys, you have four orcs and eight, eight elves. elves. Right. So they have a distinct and, speed advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, but orcs, and on the other one, it's humans are four of them and eight dwarves. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. Now, the humans are pretty average. They can... We'll get into that in okay. a second. Let me go through the turns okay. here. Yeah. Uh, so you move all your guys first. The next step is you tackle with anybody. So that's hitting, blocking guys. It's uh, so as long as they're next to somebody, they can hit somebody. Yeah, you can move up, and then at, when you get you're ready to get to your tackling step, you can block people. Okay, right. And then you have a, a the next phase after you make all your blocks is passing the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, you pass to somebody. Um, then the last step is standing up a stunned player. Mm-hmm. So you have a guy on the ground; he gets right back up. Um, so when you pass the ball, if you throw the ball and catch it, no matter where you're standing, you don't get to move. Right. So it's a little bit different in there, but I, once again, I'm thinking, my daughters could probably handle this. Um, there's no tackle zones. Mm-hmm. Okay. There is, however, if you had two guys diagonal, uh, you can't go through their space. If you were a player moving, mm-hmm. is that, does that kind of make sense? Yeah. In a, in a uh, square of four, mm-hmm. one, two on top, three, four on bottom. If someone's in two and three, you can't go from one to four. Exactly. Because it's making a wall. Yeah, so it's blocking them. I mean, there's no tackle zone, so you can move guys around Mm -hmm. players. You can move them away. Uh, But that is the order for both teams. You roll the dice to see how many spaces all your players can move. You move them all. Make all your blocks. And that includes if you wanted to kick a guy while he was down, a prone kick. Because there's no difference between that and a regular hit. Yeah, there's no difference at all. It's just you're you're hurting a guy. Uh and the the players have two stats. That's it. They have a Tackling tackle stat. dice uh-huh. and a passing dice. That's right. Now, you don't have to roll to pick up the ball either. Right. You go into the square where the ball is. You automatically, you get, automatically it. get it. It's very simple. Again, mm-hmm. my seven, you know, nearly seven-year-old daughter can handle this. Sure. No problem. No problem. So let's, let's go over those real quick. Yeah. Um, but like with the elves, since they do have plus two on the movement... They're also really good at passing. How many dice do they get? Okay, so they have a. The elves only get they get the plus two for movement, and they only have one tackle dice. Right. Which is the good. elves get three ta- three passing dice. Right. So they're the best passers. So in the they game. can pass no problem, but they're hard to tackle. On the converse side, their orcs have three. No, wait, it's no, they four, have four blocking dice. blocking dice and one no, none for the passing right so once if, they hold on to it they hold on to it right the orcs never give up the ball until they're tackled mm-hmm. so but so they're powerful guys you know doing hitting they get four dice yeah so on the other hand the bright crusaders the dwarves get three tackle dice and um their special rules say dwarves aren't much good at throwing the ball so they don't bother <laughs> so basically yeah same thing they only get three dice 
Um, the humans are very balanced. They have two tackle dice. Mm-hmm. They have two passing dice. So not quite as good as the elves, but they're more balanced. Sure. All right. So, But there's no armor or anything. It's just, like, say you have the four dice from the orc, and you're going up against a human. You take four dice, you hold it a foot above the box. The, the box lid you flip over. Mm-hmm. You hold your dice in the middle. Like a foot high. <laughs> and you drop the four D6s. That's right. Or if it's an elf, you drop the one, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then where it lands determines if it's a hit or a miss. If it lands in the hit square, it's a hit. And if it lands in the miss square, it's a miss. So let's say you are a orc mm-hmm. and you're hitting anybody. You will take your four dice, like Steve said, approximately a foot above the, the box lid. You drop them into the tray. You look at seeing how many of those dice hit. You don't look at the numbers right now. And you only you just need worry about one. the hits. You only need one to hit. So if you had out of the four dice, if two of them were in the miss section and two were in the hit, or even if they were in the middle of a line, mm-hmm. you just take which side is the most. most in, and you would take that. So at that point, you remove your missed dice. So if we at the, in this example, let's say we roll four dice. Two, two are missed, two are hit. So we take the two missed dice out of the tray, and then we look at the remaining two dice. Yeah. And then you find out what the highest number is on those two dice, and then compare it to the tackle chart based on the race. Right. So if I'm hitting, let's say, for example, I'm hitting a, this orc that we're talking about mm-hmm. has two dice. He's and, hitting a human. And he was hitting a human. If uh, the highest dice rolled out of those two was a one, uh, it would be no effect. So the right. player, the human stays standing. If it was two or three, the highest dice, the human would be stunned. So he'd go down prone. Mm-hmm. If it was four or five, you'd remove him from the field. They'd He's go injured. into their injured box. Which is kind of like KO, because you have to roll <clears throat> to get him back, and it's a 50-50. You're right. It's one through three. They come back. and <clears throat> So basically, or, yeah. Yeah, 50-50. And then if you rolled a six, the human would be dead. They're just straight up dead. They're straight up dead. It's really that simple. You take your dice pool, throw them mm-hmm. in the... The the lid, take the ones that hit, take the highest dice of the one, if there's any that hit, yeah. and then compare it to this little chart. Now, dwarves are a little bit tougher. You know, one or two, no effect, no effect. Stunned and, on three and four, injured on five. Everybody's killed on six. Yeah, and orcs are really tough. One yeah. through three is nothing. Four is prone, five's injured, and six is dead. Right. And then you get elves. Then you get elves. Elves are what? They have no chance of no effect. No, if you hit them, you hit they an elf, crumble. One or two is a stunned. Three and four and five is injured. And six is killed. Yeah. Now remember, injured is like KO. And that can build up. If you Say you had three people by one guy, and you're going to hit. If the first guy knocks him down, the second guy can attack him still. And if you're prone... If you hit him, any hit is an injury. So you just take him right off the field. Right. This is because a stun model is lying on the ground and cannot defend himself. When you tackle a stunned model and get a hit result, you automatically injure him. Put the player in the team's injury box. And you know, that does sound like it kind of sucks. But I tell you what, it's not always bad. (laughs) There are worse things. So, So you keep doing this. Until somebody wins. So, so let's let's go through our match. Oh, okay, so 
I saw about the contents of the ball. Oh, yeah. You also get a little ball that's actually from second. Uh, this is actually a dungeon ball. Mm-hmm. Ball. The spike ball from Dungeon Ball. Four dice, and you get these two little cone things that are actually from second edition, like mm-hmm. score markers. So that's all you get besides yeah. the, the extra There's not a whole players. lot. Not a whole lot to this. Um, not a whole lot to the rules. Not a whole lot to the game. Uh, so we played it. and Steve randomly got the Dark Side Cowboys. So we just rolled off to see who started, and I started. So I rolled a good number. I moved to the middle of the field, and of course... You know, you got enough people to take up almost all the squares, so you keep your guys in a line and move forward. And then Scott goes, and he moves forward. I go, and I move forward. He goes, and he moves forward. I pick up the ball, and then I basically, not knowing what to do, I go up against one of his guys with some of my other people, and then I threw the ball to someone behind just to get the ball away from the ball carrier. Um, mm-hmm. I think we did that out of order the first time because, you know, yeah, supposed to tackle game. first, but whatever. Yeah. So then I tackled with my one die against Scott, and I think I might have got one guy down, if that. Uh, then it was Scott's turn. So here, here's the deal. You get 12 guys in the field. There's The field is only 14 squares across. Mm-hmm. So like Steve said, you can pretty much cover the whole field. Even though I couldn't move as fast as Steve, it didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I quickly learned, and I think anybody would, that pretty much you just want to put guys on, as many guys as you can on somebody, mm-hmm. and then you want to roll the dice to knock them down. And if you don't injure them then, you automatically hit them when they're stunned, because that will take them off the field. So I have eight elves. <laughs> and I think you based all but one of them, because I kept one guy back to be the ball carrier. Mm-hmm. That first turn, what did you do? I don't remember exactly, but I know I killed two, and I'm pretty sure I knocked three other guys off the field. I think so. Two or three, forget which. But he was down by at least one-third of his... No- he went from 12 players to eight <laughs> players. Maybe With seven. two of them dead. Um, two of them. Two turns later, I believe he had one orc on the field. Yeah, it took him three turns to clear my pitch and then walk in. Because it's really easy to clear a pitch if you just put move all your guys, surround them, and so you then know, you injure him so easily. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I think I hurt two of his people. So I had a, and I, he got most of them back with KOs. I think he had one guy stay out. Right. It, it was really nice because I got to, like, I cleared the pitch for the first time ever, mm-hmm. I think, in my Blood Bowl. Yeah. Playing Blood Bowl. This is crunch, so it's different. Um, Damn straight it is. <laughs> so, I mean, what should we say? The first game went... Well, then I set back up with my four people that I had. <laughs> right. And he proceeded to butt rate me. Right. In the nicest of terms. I couldn't help but... Completely I- cleared the pitch again. And then wanted to throw a pass, and I go, no, you just scored a touchdown. That's it. Set up. It was... I couldn't stop laughing. There because was nothing. It was so When it became 2 nothing, and I realized how easy it was to remove people from the field, I was like, we have to be playing this wrong. No, look, here's the thing. It's ridiculous. You have three dice, and you drop three of them. Odds are... Two of them are probably going to hit. 
Because out of the nine squares, five are hits, four are misses. Right. And only the corners are misses. So generally speaking, you're probably going to have something stay in the middle, which is a hit. Mm -hmm. So let's say you have three dice. If two of them hit, you have a one in three shot at getting a six. And against an elf, you only need, what, 50-50 to get me off the field? Uh, No, I have a... 66% 66% chance because there's only three, two four, stone. five. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. There's no way I, I they just, play tested this. I, I destroyed Steve. Three nothing. I, I said, we'll switch teams because it's only fair. There's got to be a Maybe strategy. Maybe there's some strategy we're not doing. So we set up. We Let play. Me, there's no strategy no. to it. I cleared the pitch. I scored a touchdown. I'm like, do we have to continue? The only strategy here in this game is if the team that has the elves and the orcs, um, I'm sorry, if the team that has the dwarves and the humans, the bright crusaders, Mm -hmm. if they rolled a one and then maybe a two and then a one and moved all their guys forward and it allowed the other team to get right up there, throw a pass into the end zone, (laughs) you know, squeak through one of those open spaces and one of those open lanes, go to the end zone and throw a pass. That's the only way the, the Dark Elves could score. Unless I just sit back and I let you pick up the ball, move forward, and then run forward with my four guys that can actually hit and try to knock you down. The, but then you have so many numbers against me. When you have three people on your team going after one person on my team, and then you have... <sighs> Three dice each time, or two dice each time. The odds of you killing that guy or getting him off the field, pretty damn good. So, I'm willing to bet. There's no way. There's this, no way this game was ever played. There's no way. This Somebody made this up in a, in a meeting, and they said, well, "You got two hours to put a product together." He's what the hell you want me to do? Just go rape some other games? And he's like, "Sure, do it. I don't care." You've got Blood Bowl. You've got Dungeon Bowl. Figure something out. We need. We got all these extra pieces. Do something. This that fluff I read off to you. That's total bullshit. That is nothing there. No, it's horseshit. Is there there store players? No. How are the rats going to be different? Uh, There's not. There's no rats. They don't even. There's nothing else in this thing except for these two pieces of paper. There's no magic. And really, these are like printed off like eleven by eight pieces of paper folded in half. Yeah. The, this there's no magic. There's no coin toss. No. There's nothing. You don't give one team the ball. That, they just starts in the middle. There's nothing here. That's a complete blatant lie. They just took Blood Bowl and replaced it with Crunch. <laughs> Some intern <laughs> got a chance to make up a game from Games Workshop. Who's if you don't think they're kind of greedy, this game tells you they're greedy. Oh yeah. Um, I want to get a hold of Jervis Johnson and just go. He couldn't. He couldn't have hell? signed off for this. What is this? I, I haven't seen his name on this anywhere. Is it even? No, in it's here? some other designer. Surely Jervis Johnson. This is gets lo- on the back. It's got to be furious. No, there's Jervis Johnson's name no. is not on this at all. I mean, hell, maybe that's why he didn't. I don't. I can't believe this. So if Chance does go to the. Um, NAF championship and he does see Jervis ask him what the hell's up with this game exactly I was so happy when I found this I'm like 
Wait, <laughs> it's a it's a kid version of Blood Bowl. This should be at least interesting. How much do you pay for this? I don't know. Maybe twenty bucks. Okay. Maybe thirty. I remember I actually wanted this. Yeah. Because I thought if we ever get into Blood Bowl again, we can use those teams. Yeah. I can use those miniatures. We can paint teams. We can do this and that. At least we'll have extra models to make mm-hmm. a team. And I saw that there was star, you know, like mixed race teams <laughs> and stuff. This, you know, how furious I'd be if I bought this. Yeah, because I bought it at the time. This game shouldn't have been more than like ten dollars. Yeah, this is shit. This is not a game. This should have sold we're this as gonna an get, accessory. We're going to get our explicit tag because of this segment. Because <laughs> this game is shit. There's no, there's no better way to describe it. I mean, they could. I, I they posted could. a picture like of the four types of models on Facebook <laughs> and on Twitter, and told people, "Guess what we're talking about?" Nobody guessed crunch. Yeah, because it's crap. No, I mean, who came up with the idea of like we we don't have to? Did somebody go like, "Here's a blocking chart," and they rolled two dice? And if somebody's injured, then they go to this other chart. And somebody goes, yeah. "No, we're not going to. We're not going to waste two cents on a piece of paper. Just make it the top of the box lid, for simplicity's yeah. sake." Who I, came up with this idea? This is not. I think good. on Board Game Geek, someone mentioned that other games do that. So I'm not a big aficionado of old Games Workshop games. So there might be other ones that do that same thing. Are they as crappy as this? Like lot, Space Fleet? Let's see. Here's the game. What is it? Space Fleet? Mighty Warriors. Yeah. Ultramarines. And then the other one's got to be on there somewhere. Is it Space Fleet? If you bought these games. Oh, yeah. Crunch. Duh. That's the so one. it looks like uh, Ultramarines looks like a crappy. Um, I don't know. It's the game with the aliens. What was that? Space they have a lot Hulk-ish? more stuff. They have a lot more stuff in theirs. Well, it's still cardboard and crap. And then Space Fleet comes with a couple ships and some cardboard stuff. Four dice again. That looks like a some type of space game with ships. And Mighty Warriors looks like... Now, that looks like a lot more models. Yeah. That looks like uh, a fantasy deal. I want to know if those games... If Someone anybody out, out there, there has to have played those. Please, if you listen to our podcast and you... I know it's going to be a small percentage of people because you had to have been playing games back then. But maybe Matt from uh, Pitch Invasion. Yeah. Kick your asses. I know. I think he's a second edition guy um, or at least was around. Maybe he's played those games. Um, <laughs> let us know if those games were the same crappy format. Just a quick email. Um, if anybody wants to play Crunch, just go kick the wall and see how your foot feels. Because that's basically the same thing. We could fix this, this ridiculous. game and make it okay in 10 minutes or less. Yes. Because we even playing it, we're like, Scott's like, well, what if after you hit, you roll on the chart? It gives you a much better chance. Yeah. Right. And every race should at least have one chance of no effect. Yeah. I mean, if every six is killed, that's fine. But every one is stunned. and, and <laughs> No matter what. The majority of the times you tackle me, I'm going on the ground. <laughs> the majority of my team. And I don't get my people up until the end of my turn. But your orcs are so tough. My four orcs. <laughs> this is a horrible game. This is so bad. You could give me 16 elves and I still couldn't win. I would never show this to my children. No. As much as I want them to play Blood Bowl, I would not show this to anybody. Matter of fact... I'm so glad I never bought this. So we are tempted to show this to Alan 
and record him as he plays it, just to watch his mind melt. <laughs> and we might do that anyways. <laughs> that, that would be so funny, dude. The game was so awful. It, it was such a bad game. <clears throat> After we played the first game, and we switched teams. And I tried to do stuff, and I couldn't do anything to yeah. Steve. Um, I don't even know if I got the ball. <laughs> and I don't think he got the ball past midfield ever either. It didn't matter. Um, t- what, what ball? Who gives and, a shit? And I told Steve, I was, he's like, do you really want to play this out after this one nothing?" And I said, well, I will because I laughed through the whole time I beat you up. And he's like, it's not worth it. No, even it's winning, not worth five it's not extra worth minutes. It. No. And you know what pisses me off the most about this? Going on Board Game Geek and seeing people give this a seven or a five. <laughs> we should make them play that. What the hell are they talking All about? All day you have to play crunch. No, you play it once. No, you they have to me that you've played it. Yeah, they. <laughs> but according to the rules and not your own made up rules. And don't tell me, well, the models are kind of cool. Uh, the game. How does the game play? Here's what I want to know. We're going to do another contest. Steve didn't even know about it. We're <laughs> going to do another contest. And it's just going to be a, a lack of faith here. And, um,. We're not giving dice to everybody who participates. But what we will do is if you actually remember this game and you purchased it and you took it home, you were in junior high, you took it home with your friends, you unwrapped it, and you read this thing that I just read. It talks about the coin flip. And you're like, I remember Blood Bowl. This is going to be a simpler Blood Bowl version. We can play four games in the time we used to yeah, play Yeah, it's going to be like a scrimmage version. Get done That's faster. fine. I'm so happy. I can't wait to play this. And then you played the first game. You know, somebody out there had to split this with their buddy. Oh, yeah. Somebody had to split it up. And as they opened the box. I got 20 bucks. Let's go get it. Exactly. Somebody had to open this box. And somebody immediately goes, hey, dude, I'm the Dark Side Cowboys. He's like, what the hell, man? I wanted to be Dark Side Cowboys. He's like, sorry, dude. You know they're going to be better. They got elves, man. I love elves. And the other kid was like, ah, oh, fine. I'll just take the orcs and humans, or the humans and dwarves. And then he dominated the other guy about 75 games in a row. Yeah. I want to hear those stories. I want to hear who bought this, played it a couple of times, played it five games if you made it that far. Yeah. And I want to hear your hell stories and how pissed you were about this game. And if you had anything to do with the creation of this game and you were not on a ton of cocaine at the time if you are andy jones you're the guy who's getting credit for this game's design we want you on both down i oh, want to i really want to talk about this because you're the only guy that's got credit for this i would love that, that that's probably just a fake name dude probably i mean this game is horrid it's like they took a 1980s computer fed in blood bowl it's like create game would you like to play thermal nuclear war <laughs> no create game okay I, I can't fathom a human. A grown-up made this. Someone made this. Someone edited it. They approved it. They sent they did it not off to, pl- cur- to be created. They bundled those up, sent them across the ocean, and they put them in stores for kids to buy. There's no way they play-tested this game. There's no way. I No. Unless they were using rules they didn't bother to give us. Because in 10 minutes I could modify it enough where it would be at least semi-fair. I doubt it would be interesting, but it would be better. You could take these human, uh, this tackle chart with the humans, mm-hmm. where it's no effects, stun, stun, injured, injured, killed, and you could make everybody have two dice, two dice, two dice passing, two dice tackling, yeah. and the game would be better. Well, yeah. Good <sighs> gravy, this sucks. You know how... <laughs> 
I didn't buy this and I'm pissed because at one time I wanted to buy this. Yeah. And when I worked for minimum wage, I would have spent like 10 hours or 12 hours getting enough money to buy it. It's like the Jay Giles syndrome. Your baby turns into a centerfold. Your blood runs cold. Yeah. Your memories have just been sold. See, and if I were you, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but like when we got back into Blood Bowl and our renaissance of mm-hmm. like, oh, we love Blood Bowl. If I didn't have children and stuff, I would have went on eBay and bought this. Yeah. I mean, luckily I had children <laughs> and somebody else bought spending all my money to <laughs> to keep me from doing that because I would have like, oh, well, I've never had that. I might as well get it. I'm, I'm furious. I'm glad I have it only because of the sense of kitsch that comes along with it. And the models are cool. I'm glad you have it, too, because I got to play it. I just didn't realize <laughs> the other night when we uh, sat down to play it, yeah. I, honest to God, was looking forward to playing some quick, little, simple, simplified games. And we've thought about busting out first edition and trying to get our minds around that. But we're just kind of worried that it's going to mess up our understanding of the other game. And just be, take too long and, you know, we'd have to play a few games, one of those things. We're like, this should be easy enough to figure out. We should do this. <laughs> I think we've ranted so much on this. Crunch is shit. We can't say it any better way than that. It is such crap. You, you've never played a game this bad in your life. I'm no. I'm trying to think of anything that's nearly this bad. You know what's sad, guys, is I told Steve, you got these cool dwarf models and these elf models, you know, go get them painted into some other team for you to use in our league. And he's like, I can't because it's going to take away from the game. And while he's right, (laughs) nobody's ever going to buy this from him. What's sad is on the side, it looks like Crunch has a purple cover. Instead of blue? Yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? And if a purple edition existed, I'd probably buy it. <laughs> that is sad. I know. Well, anyways, guys, um, get out and play some crunch. Yeah. If you do buy it, or, hell, if if you're coming to Oklahoma and you want to play this, oh, you're on your own. You can play it, but we're not even going to watch. Let me tell you something. If you're at Oklahoma Bowl, we're doing this. Well, we'll have it there. I doubt anybody was going to waste their time. God, no. If anybody can score on me with the Dark Side Cowboys, <laughs> I get the Bright Crusaders every wow. time. If you can score on me, I will make it worth your wild in a big way. Nobody will be able to score on me. I was just going to say five bucks. And you're, like, you're like talking sex things. I'm talking like I got some extra miniatures I'd give away. Wow. Nobody could score on me. I know. All you have to do is keep two guys in the back. <laughs> There's no way. Even if you kept four guys on back, you just your turn. I'm, we're setting this you up. When base I run the elves and when, you kill them. When I run Oklahoma Bowl, this is going to be the side game. Well, we have that to look forward to. But <laughs> wow! So yeah, Dude, that's enough. We need to make Johnny an extreme. When they they're over here, they have to play each other in this game. If you guys, because you know they're not going to listen to the podcast, you by guys the time they better come. have listened to the podcast, or you will be stuck playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's super fun. No, go ahead. We'll let you. It's have the really orcs. simple. We'll let you have the orcs and elves, just to be fair, and this will be for a podcast challenge. Yeah, it's a little bit better because you know they go faster. Yeah, it's only more of an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. We've talked enough. Let's get out of here, and we'll be back with some Blood Bowl Black History Month. 
Okay, on three. One, two, three. Hello, this is Bastion Beowulf, Chaos Warrior for the Inevitable City Rampage. You are listening to Both Down with Steve and Scott. Well, even though we got the podcast out late, it's still February, so it's still Black History Month. At least here in America, I'm not sure if any other country celebrates it or honors it. But it's a time for us to look back and see about the African-American contributions to society. So we decided to have Scott go back and look through the history, the fluff, pull out some star players or maybe some characters from the fluff that were either influenced by african-american culture or possibly black themselves so what'd you find nothing steve okay and we'll be back with shout outs hi everybody i'm scott costas beat writer for the long island blood bowl here with another Did You Know, featuring some of the most interesting stories of history in the Blood Bowl universe. Today, the weirdest touchdowns ever recorded in Blood Bowl. Some would say that the goal of playing Blood Bowl is to hurt your opponents as much as possible. However, if you want to get anywhere, the ball has to enter the opponent's end zone. Usually, that involves a player carrying it in. But... Did you know? Blood Bowl has seen some of the craziest scoring plays in the history of sport. One of the strangest involved the Blue Bay Crammers against the Chaos All-Stars. After a kickoff rolled all the way into the Crammers end zone, Lefty Boggett ran to retrieve it, setting up a handoff to his brother Righty, who was to be thrown downfield by one of the team's streamers. However, Pungent Yams, the ogre, came blitzing out of nowhere and before Lefty could get the ball out of the end zone, Yams swung his claws and Lefty's torso was torn from his feet and flew clear across the field. Another halfling, Portly Cousins, tried to run down and rescue his teammate, but Lefty bounced off the top of Cousins' head and landed in the end zone, still clutching the ball. The refs, confused by Boggett's feet in one end zone and the torso in the ball in the other, called the play a touchdown. Lefty was called Stumpy by his teammates from then on. In another game, Dark Elf Blitzer Heer Tlowen of the Karen Carr Misery tried to avoid a tackle from the human thrower at Orico Minimus of the Talea Trojans. The Dark Elf was knocked into the stands, still holding the ball. The fans, doing what they do best, tore Tlowen's arms off and threw them, still clutching the ball, back into the field of play. Minimus, not the sharpest dagger on the belt, got hit in the head with the arms. He then ran the wrong way down the field, to his teammate's horror, and entered his own end zone, where he spiked the ball in triumph. Because the ball was still held by Tlowen's arms, the refs awarded the misery with a touchdown. Not all weird touchdowns involve limb separation, though. In a game between the Reekland Reavers and the Warhammers in 2475, Longbead Zorb Bakker ended up with the ball when Reavers catcher Gregor Meissen was run over by a death roller. Bakker looked around and was unable to see the light of day through the massive bodies of Mighty Zug and Fat Mitbrot. Zug reached down and grabbed the diminutive Longbeard and snapped him through his legs to Griff Oberwald. Oberwald coughed the dwarf and began running down the field with him tucked in his arms. Oberwald was hit by the death roller, though, and Bakker flew through the air and landed on his feet and began running down pitch. With only Matthias Meyer to beat, 
he leaped six inches into the air, where he smashed heads with the human blitzer. Meyer was dazed and picked Bacher up, pulled out a pen, and signed the ball and shoot him toward the end zone for a touchdown. So now you know what I know. This is not Cosmos. All right, we're back with some shout-outs. Um, I guess first off, I want to give a big shout-out to our buddy and big fan of the show, uh, Jeremy Morse. I believe is his last name. I obviously just wrote Ziggy down Lama? some note. The, the Ziggy Lama or Ziggy Lama. Um, congratulations to him. He won, uh, I believe it was Dog Bowl oh, 2. Yeah. Uh, he did it with his Chaos Pack team, which is like incredibly painted. He, <laughs> yeah. he did those himself. So, uh, Congrats on the great paint job, first of all. But then, as a Chaos Pack team, you came in first place at Dog Bowl 2. Uh, he won, I think he beat out, um, what's his face, Delvis? What's his real name? Oh, okay. You remember his real name? I can't yeah, I beat him. It. What's his real name? I can't think of it right now to save my life. Anyways, Delvis is a ranked uh, super high in like everything. And he'll help you even build your team if you contact him and ask him for help. Um as, if I remember right, Ziggy Lama won uh, 222 points to 221. So wow. it was like the thinnest of margins um, to win Dog Bowl 2. They had like 12 players and stuff. They had like a, a weird kind of tiered system. Yeah. Um, you know, where some teams got a little bit more money if they were on different tiers. But winning a tournament with Chaos Pack, you should be very proud of that. His team, I know he has some fluff behind it. I think there's a big long name to him, but the, they're the Frozen Flames. Okay. If I if I remember correctly, and I'm just going by memory on all this, um, but congratulations to you, Ziggy Lama. Um, Very cool. Do you have any shout-outs there, buddy? Yeah, I just wanted to shout-out again the people who sent in replies for the ball contest. Very cool. We'll be getting those out to you shortly. Um, but, yeah, everybody won a both-down dice. So if you'd like your own both-down dice, please contact us at our email address. And... I guess I can say it now. Exactly. Both down podcast at gmail dot com, and get with us, and we'll send you out some dice. If you have crunch stories <laughs> where you purchased the game or tried it with a friend, please also email those to both down podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we've had a good number of people buy fields for Oklahoma Bowl. We still have some left in both eight and six piece designs. If you wanted. Okay, Don't so, know which one people would like better. So just email us on that, yeah. too, if you want some. Same style field as, as mm-hmm. last year, which is a really nice field um, produced by FF Fields. Yeah. Alex from FF Fields. Basically, we got new eight pieces. So if you want a six piece, I could probably sell you my old one for a lesser price. Mine's but, never even been open. So, yeah. Same, was it not? I put it together once yeah. and never played on it. So. Okay. Same, same deal. If you had to have six, you know, I don't, I don't care the way. Yeah, on that. Um, give a shout out to the guys from Three Die Block, Chance and Drew. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Drew purchased one of our fields. You the man, and uh, mentioned us on the latest podcast. And um, the guys from Zerpcast, uh, you know, Extreme and Johnny P, uh, they're coming. All those guys are coming to Oklahoma Bowl to support us. That's very awesome of you guys. I know it's a, a big distance to travel. Mm-hmm. And we do appreciate that. So we just wanted to give a shout-out to you guys. Um, 
And if you're a fan of the podcast, come to Oklahoma Bowl where you can meet them in person and beat them. That's right. I mean, now's the time to contact those guys and say, hey, I'm coming to Oklahoma Bowl, too. Uh, so why don't you uh, bring some of your swag and I'll buy it from you or mm-hmm. support the podcast or well, whatever. Yeah. So contact those guys because they will be here. And, yeah, it's going to be a, a great event. Uh, we got good numbers already. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're hoping to get up to the 30 or 40 man mark if possible. Um, so Not looking likely, but it would be nice. It looks like we're going to have more, though, than maybe we've ever had. So yeah, good. definitely. So, uh, there's still time to sign up for that. The good news for this is, for you people listening to this, if you haven't signed up for Oklahoma Bowl yet, guess what I haven't done? <laughs> I haven't updated the website. So those early bird prices are still, we will still honor those. Yeah. Um, I recently got laid off from my job. <laughs> where I did a lot of the uh, extracurricular work for uh, the podcast, and I have not updated the website. So if you're hearing this and you say, oh, yeah, I forgot to sign up, or I thought maybe I didn't, wasn't going to get to go, but now I can, yeah. you better get on there and you can get the cheap price that we'll honor. And yeah. if you sign up for both events, your, your name's in the drawing for the Scotland team, the halfling team that we're giving away. Mm-hmm. Even if you play Saturday and you're too tired to show up Sunday, we're giving it away Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So, you know, come on out and support us and have fun. You know, it'll be a blast. You could even win the Scotlings and play them the next day if you sure want to could. change your rosters. So. Yeah. Um, Anybody else? That's all the people I have right now. Um, so far, the guys from the NB, uh, what is it, NFBL or whatever, the, my fumble league that I'm playing in, they've been really nice and helpful. I appreciate that. One of the guys does write-ups for each game. Yeah. Amazing write-ups. Listen, I mean, I've seen those. Those are cool. Yeah. I mean, like, i got to admit, I, I sometimes wonder, like, <laughs> why do you put so much effort in this? You must – but then it's like – you put, but you know, I, then I think back. Well, Scott, you put up so much effort on your your league that, with your buddies. Mm-hmm. So this guy, this is how he does it. So you know, then it makes more sense and everything. Yeah. But his write ups are like really incredible. Like you go through and you want to read about other teams, and he even goes like through the 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 key moments of the play, you know, the game and all this stuff. It, it, it's really amazing. Cool. It, it makes the league really fun. So so far, it's been a good experience. So. I don't remember his exact name. It starts with like an R, but I, I will be sure to shout him out. Well, Mr. Time. R, you do a no, good job. No, it's like Retzel or Retzleg or, you know. I can't Ratzenberger? Re- John Ratzenberger? It's John Ratzenberger. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> so from Cliff Clavin and all of us. No. <laughs> but those guys are pretty pretty good dudes so far. So you have any other shout outs? Um, no. Come out. Come out to Oklahoma Bowl. We can't wait to see everybody. We will probably do, um, I assume the next podcast we do will just be an Oklahoma Bowl special. Probably. Oklahoma Bowl spiky special. Probably not going to do a live episode, I wouldn't think. I think it's... We need to entertain the guests, more than likely. Yeah, we're going to have a house full of dudes. All right. Oh, yeah. Steve is so happy. He can't wait to be... You can't wait to be in the middle, can you? Dude, I got a lock on my door. I don't have to worry about a thing. Yeah, we can all go in you there. You don't. We can lock. So, <laughs> in the middle of the night, you might have uh, some random ball sack on top of you. I'd like to give out a shout-out to Nathan. Nathan. Oh, yeah. Um, in Austin? In Austin. Uh, this guy, we hired him to paint some of our teams. And I know I've shouted him out before, but... 
I'm getting so many compliments for the pro elf team he's done, and he's starting to work on another team. And every time I play the Swamp Dogs, I keep looking at him going, damn. I, I <laughs> That's right, he did didn't the Didn't realize team. that he did that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we. We're really admiring your work and continue. I hope you like painting like you say you do because we have plenty of work coming your way. And uh, and I'm sure that he'd offer his services to anybody else, so I'm kind of pimping him out right now. I don't know if he is, but, I know, but he might. He might for a money talks, man. Exactly. And he's well worth the money. Not the first time you said that. <laughs> You're kind of a jerk. Yep. All right, and I guess if anybody has like a, a job out there that I could do from Oklahoma, yeah, I'm looking for a job too. So there you go, jobs, balls, crunch, Black History Month. Yeah, we've covered it all. Well, I think we have. <laughs> okay, so we're going to sign off, and we will see you guys next month. All right, take care, guys. Bye bye. You can follow Both Down on Twitter, at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email, their email address is bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Both Down is a production of Couch Pirate Radio. Please drop by CouchPirates.com to hear more of their podcasts. The last thing you will hear is the cracking of your vertebrae one by one.